0: Today's show we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs in the absence of the king, Kyrie Irving and what he means to sports today and also Jackie Robinson's mission isn't, wasn't a failure. So all this and more on a brand new Downright Sports as we return for the first episode in a few weeks. So buckle up and sit back and get ready. Because the crazy has only just begun. Because it is showtime.
1: The average Joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. So, bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. You know how uh-huh. to do this, DJ Chase. What it do? What it do? Worldwide DJ Sound Chase. Records. Mike uh-huh. you Kawar. Know what the fuck, Tommy? This guy records, nigga. Yeah. Mike Kawar. <laughs> Yeah. I really come out of them project builders And them homicides and a lot of killings Cops us almost every day And them bird bitches, they be in they feelings Trap off the block, used to make a killing Got them ghouls with me and you know they drilling Better be strapped with your Mac Cause them young niggas, they be popping off and they be spilling Them diamonds I weigh on my neck and my wrist 40 caliber, extended a clip Dirty nigga used to chill on the strip Now the bitches fell in love with the drip I know me some bloods and I hang with some crips. Talking that shit, get you punched in your lip Ain't no pussy niggas up in the clique We just get the money, double and flip And I just hopped out of the bando. I'm diving head first in the game. Fucking around with your baby mama. She giving me head in the range. Ducking and hitting and dipping corners. Spinning and out of them lanes. Cause I cannot fuck with these fake niggas Cause we would never be the same And designer I wear it These bitches be staring Ain't no way that you can never compare it I'm just trying to go and copy me a Billy Lamborghini or maybe McLaren Mall clear, match the 40 below's A nigga be fresh from my head to my toes And all these bitches wanna suck on the pole I never got time cause I'm chasing the dough Oh no I ain't talking about a shredder When the niggas say he all about the paper I got some bitches and they feelings Found out some pussy niggas They was haters I'm at the strip club Fuck throwing dollars I'm just trying to fuck the waitress I let her wait how she shake I really wanna get it naked. I ain't talking about a shredder when the nigga say he all about the paper. I got some bitches in they feelings, found That's some pussy niggas, they was haters. I'm at the strip club, fuck throwing dollars. I'm just trying to fuck the waitress. I let away way how she shake it. I really wanna get it naked. I ain't talking about a shredder when a nigga say he all about the paper. I got some bitches in they feelings, found That's some pussy niggas, some they was <curiosität> haters. I'm at the strip club, fuck throwing dollars. I'm just trying to fuck the waitress. I let a way how she shake it. I really wanna get it naked. Yeah, oh. Mike DJ oh. Chase. You know what it is? New York City. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. You are listening to Downright Sports with notorious sports critic Brent Reed.
0: Sound the alarm. This is not a drill. I repeat, this is not a drill. No, it is showtime, everybody. Welcome back to Downright Sports. I am your host, the notorious sports critic, Brent Reed, as we are here on episode 28. I don't know why I, I needed to say episode 28, because I had uh I- I'm trying to kill time. I'm finding the words. <laughs> anyway. Uh, this is uh, where last week took a week off, relax. You know what I'm saying? After March Madness uh, happened, and I did a show every Sunday. After you know, after the the weekend, plus my regular routine show. And I, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, even though most of the, the the people who listen or watch uh, do know. Uh, I work a regular job so yeah I was just a little worn out and I took last week but know this every time I take time off from the show all I do is sit and say man if I, I should just say this on the show I should just say that I, mm, mm, I need to do an episode sad part is I can do an episode anytime I want <laughs> I just I, I'm, I'm wired where I set it like a work schedule So, the show is recorded on Tuesdays, Uh, you can watch it live now on Facebook Live, because I was doing YouTube Live, but that was depressing, and (laughs) I like the the way I can do it on Facebook Live, because sometimes, basically, I pause it, I don't run it all the way through, because I do the show on segments. And uh, that's basically for those of you who've never listened before. This is me explaining how the show works. But uh, yeah, background. I think I'm just going to stay on Facebook Live going forward. Um, you know, until um, you know I get the call from a small company out there that wants to put down rate sports on and deliver the bag. That's all. Uh, anyway, for those of you who've never listened to the show before, Downright Sports is the most underground sports po- podcast out there in America. I am Brent Reed, the notorious sports critic. I am a sports fan. First and foremost, this show is for sports fans. And if you are a fan of, if you are a sports fan, then you should appreciate this show. There is no hidden agenda. I am not friends with any professional athletes. I can care less. Fans pay for the games. Fans pay to watch on TV. Fans should have a voice, and that is me—the voice of the fan. Any case, the NBA playoffs is going on currently right now, and uh, for those of you keep a score at home, so far is going as predicted. Uh, less. We'll, we'll get into like my uh, the Memphis and Minnesota because that is a very special series, uh the way it breaks down and the way it matches up. We'll just start with that. So <laughs> we'll just go there. Right, Mayor man, we'll go there. Mayor uh, for those of you that don't know, which none of you I've never shared this. I when I recorded I have, I own three dogs, uh Money Penny, Shaft, and Mariana or Mare. And uh when I record Ali my fiance always asks me which one do you want to do the show with? I already know who's gonna come with me. It's Mare every time. Money, penny and Shaf always look for this opportunity because Allie either goes in the room or she sits on the couch and just keeps pondering to herself. How is she with this psychopath? And um, the dogs jump in the bed with her, but Mare is the official co-host of Downright Sports. It used to be Shaf but he didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't give enough air time. Uh, so... The NBA playoffs is going on currently. Now, a lot of these matchups are great matchups, but the first round of the NBA playoffs, in my opinion, got diluted when they went to best of seven. It was so much fun when it used to be best of five. You had to win the first. You had to win. Like, it was no... Because in this best of seven, you could lose two and come back and win the series. But when you were down one, you started sweating. When you were down by, you know, and then, God forbid, you went down by two, it was pretty it was pretty much a wrap after that. But, you know, they went best of seven, and if your answer is, well, why, Brent? Why, why did they go best of seven? Money. Your answer to everything is money. Thank you, Tony Kornheiser. The Memphis-Minnesota series is so special in a sense. You're looking at the future of, it, the present and the future of de- of was, the present and the future of the NBA right now. When you have a team like Memphis that's made up of uh, not, uh, uh, John Morant, who is slowly becoming that warrior face you all want to see, that Allen Iverson, that uh, who would you compare him? Uh, AI, Isaiah Thomas. Um, I'm, I don't know anybody from the seventies, but. That player that plays at a high level, not just n- not just on the court, but like energy-wise, emotional, like he wants to win. He has that Kobe-like, I want to win, or Mamba mentality, which should be a coin phrase in the NBA. Um, and then you have the Minnesota Timberwolves, a team that we've been waiting for years to see what they were going to do. Carl Anthony Towns has been on that team forever. They added... What's the point, Carson? They added pieces here and there, and it just never seemed to work. They would add different coaches. They would add different players, and it just never seemed to mesh. And then they would go out, and, you know, when you get the number one draft pick almost all the time, eventually a little bit of luck will fall into your lap. It just tends to happen. And in the case of Minnesota, who finished 46 and 36 this year, which is huge, huge like you can't underrate that they added somebody like a patrick beverly that veteran that's going to go in the locker room and be like yo young man instead of you going out tonight why don't you you know get in the gym they added anthony edwards this guy <laughs> if he if minnesota kid hold on <clears throat> in minnesota kid channel like these small market teams now's the time when you, if you're winning now, right, and you try to keep these guys any way you can because he is bona fide. But when D'Angelo Russell, former Los Angeles Laker, D'Angelo Russell, is teamed up with Carl Anthony Towns, you you kind of started scratching your head like, okay, this this could be a bit all right, but it took a while for it to kind of work itself out. And then you look at Carl uh, Anthony Towns, who feels like he's been in the NBA forever. He has almost. Uh, 2015 is when he entered the league. He's only 26 years old. And the question has always been when, 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 when. He's always been a good player. He's always been solid. He, but I've been dying for somebody else like the Lakers or the Knicks, uh, uh, the Spurs, somebody else with the pedigree of the big man to take him, but they, you know, it, it worked out in his favor finally, where they, he now has a team around him, where in today's NBA, the big man no longer carries the load, in some cases they do, but in most cases, the NBA has kind of transformed into a weird mutant version of a college basketball is with the guard play, you know, shoot three, shoot three, shoot three. Carl Anthony Towns in 1992 is probably the second, or third best player in the NBA because in 1992 Michael Jordan was still playing, winning championships, and making himself the best player. That that that's a shot at someone in a second. But then you look at somebody like the you look at a team like the Memphis Grizzlies, a team where the moment John Morant was drafted, there was so many there was a head scratch. Well, they took John Morant only because the minute uh, the 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 Pelicans could not take. Um, I mean, excuse me, the only reason why Memphis took John Morant is because the Pelicans took Zion. This could be a potential Greg Oden and Kevin Durant situation if Zion doesn't live up to his potential and he turns out to be a bust. And so to give you guys a history lesson, back in 2008, the Portland Trailblazers with the number one pick took Greg Oden, who came out of Ohio State at seven feet tall, and everybody looked and said, you take that young man now. You don't pass up, you take him now. And then the next pick went to, the, at the time, the Seattle uh, Supersonics, and they took Kevin Durant. Well, nobody knew Greg Owen's body was just going to shut down on him, unfortunately. And the Seattle Sup- the Seattle Supersonics, well, they ended up in Oklahoma City. So I don't know which franchise worked out, but <laughs> um, Kevin Durant clearly turned out to be the better player of the two as I slide that over. Um, I needed it in the shot. But in any case, you look at Memphis and what they have. Stephen Adams defensive guy. You needed a guy like a Stephen Adams who's not going to be uh, uncomfortable playing with a superstar because he played with Durant and he played with uh, uh, Westbrook. <coughs> Got choked up there. This whole thing is just making me emotional. <laughs> Uh, then you, uh, uh, Jalen Jackson, uh, T- uh, Tavis Jones, at a Dupe, you know, they, got, they have a team, a very young team here, where this series is a seven game series, they're going to punch each other to death, this is a drunk fight, do not think for one second, two young teams, two very young teams, one is just going to leapfrog the other, nah. This is, you're going to see what some of the best playoff matchups. Now, we won't get to see it the way we should because, like, tonight, the game's on the NBA TV. This game should be on NBA, uh, TNT, ESPN, because people should get to see these teams, but because they're Minnesota and because they're Memphis, nobody, you know, the, the networks don't really care. The other matchups, where are my notes? The other matchups that matter... I'm going to take a drink because I got parched. I did write down like a string of notes about this. There it is. So, if you look at the other matches, you have, Memphis, you have Phoenix and the Pelicans. If they had Zion, they might have had a shot, but they don't. It's not their time right now. Phoenix is on a mission. Get back to that. Dallas and Utah, two teams going in different directions, Dallas and is moving on up. Utah is at a they are at a standstill. Utah, for the last probably 10 years, if 10-ish years in that time period, has been a team so many said, oh, they, they, there's hope. But there's not. That team is just as stagnant as pond water, And it's no surprise, they're just a great organization that puts together winners. The years that Utah had Malone and Stockton, they went to the finals twice, but they didn't win anything. You can always count on them being a great regular season team. But come to the playoffs, they did the same thing. Now, granted, look who they faced those years in the West. We're not going down that. Just research it. But And then in the, the mid-2000s-ish, they had the combination of Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer that never really did anything. Now you have Devin Mitchell, you have Rudy Gobert and those guys. And they still kind of... and now. They want to poke and say Rudy Gobert is the problem. How can a guy like Rudy Gobert be the problem? He's not the problem. He's far from the problem. The problem is that Rudy Gobert is put in bad situations. They they, they need maybe, maybe, this is crazy, change the way your defense is constructed. Help Rudy go more into the new style of a 2-3 defense. You know what I mean? Versus leaving Rudy Gobert because if the team's going to do a lot of switches, pick and rolls, yeah, it's going to put Rudy Gobert in a bad scenario, bad situation. Uh, another matchup: uh, Denver and Golden State. Let me explain something. Golden State right now, with the you know you still have Steph, you still have Green, you still have Thompson, and now you add this kid Poe, who has the has the Looks like, uh, looks like he went into the the factory with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, and they spliced the DNA of the two, gave it to this kid Paul, and was like, "You got it. Now go out and do it. Don't be surprised if Golden State ends up in the NBA Finals." The only thing in my and you forgot about Andrew Wiggins. That's the crazy part. Andrew Wiggins made the All Star team for the first time this year. He is, a, he, he's, his mindset is one to want to win, and he's kind of slowly, people have forgotten about him. Golden State has the squad. They don't have a big, but they have the type, this is the teams, this is the type of team they won with without Kevin Durant. Forget about those Kevin Durant Golden State Warriors. That was his video game like roster. The Golden State team that is special to me are the teams where they had uh, Harrison Barnes and... The, the guys you see out there now, and Andrew Bogan and you know, and uh, Andre Iguodala, who's somehow still in the league. People forgot he literally played with Allen Iverson. <laughs> and I, I'm not talking about AI 2.0 on Philly. I'm talking about first one AI. All right. So you 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 say to yourself, Golden State has not forgotten how to play defense. They definitely haven't forgotten how to score. When those two, when that team faces uh, Phoenix. In the Western Conference final, if they, uh, is that, a, I don't know if this is going to play, but when they do, the winner of that matchup will be in the NBA Finals, mark my words. In the East, you have Miami and Atlanta, that is Miami series to lose. Miami needs to set an example, beat Atlanta, and put themselves in the, back in the conversation because you're the number one seed in the East. And you don't. People are talking about Brooklyn. People are talking about Boston. People are talking about Philly. No one is talking about Miami. And if you're Miami right now, you cannot afford to drag this series out. You don't need uh, 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 Trey Young going all Trey Young on uh, Miami. You need to dominate Jimmy Butler and his get and his and his merry men. Need to straighten this whole thing. Just Dominate right now. The score is eight. They're up by ten right now in Miami. They he needs to do that. Period. This Miami team with hero, uh, Bamel Kyle Larry are stacked. They have their their death, death, depth, depth, (laughs) depth. Their depth is what you want. PJ Tucker is that, uh, Patrick Beverly like player for this squad he's gonna be that when they get into the when they get into the trenches of those tough games you'll see you will see but this is the series where Jimmy Butler needs the ball out like you can see in all these playoff games and I'm, I gotta wrap this up you can see all these playoff games where other guys are being the guy that's good and all but you need your guy you need the guy. Jimmy Butler, the uh, Devin Mitchells, the uh, Devin Bookers, Joel Embiid, John Morant, they need to set the tone for every series. It cannot be you with the fourth guy scoring. Yeah, that makes for your team to look good, but what happens, because we all know the difference, the difference in the cream of the crop versus the others is the cream of the crop is always ready to to pounce and always ready to be that guy—the Duncans, the Jordans, the Kobe's, the Shacks, the Charles Barkleys of the world. They look—they def- they look to their teammates, but it's this is my time. the 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 first eighty-two games, you can score and do whatever you want. These this next round, the playoff round. No, I need to take over. You can participate, but I need to take over. I'm the chef. You're the sous chef. You're the pastry chef. I will be the one at the end of the night. Everybody goes, "Oh my God, you made a delicious dish!" And they go, "Yes, bonjour, chef's kids. Mm hmm. I'm honored. Me. That's what needs to happen. Brooklyn and Boston. I have Boston winning because Brooklyn doesn't play defense, and you saw that in the first game. Now, yeah, they 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 have great players, and they'll make a run. They'll they'll make some noise. Don't be shocked Boston beats them in 5. Don't be shocked because if you look at Brooklyn, and we're going to talk more about this in the second segment. So, but if you look at Brooklyn, we know what Kevin Durant can do. We know what Kyrie Irving can do. But who who's the other guy when those two they need extra talent? cuz if one scores 40 and the other scores 40, that's only 80 points. You need to get who's that other guy? Who's, it's not LaMarcus Aldridge anymore. It's not... Yeah, nobody. Bruce Brown doesn't strike fear in my heart. Steph Curry doesn't strike fear in my heart. Andre Drummond, if he was any good, he'd still be on the Lakers. Ke, uh, Kevin... Oh, Kevin Durant. Blake Griffin, I can't believe, still has a job. Joe Harris is all right. Like, these are all right guys. And if you anybody's sitting at home and you're really thinking Ben Simmons is going to be the difference... Philly would have a championship right now. You don't trade the difference; you trade the issue. There's a difference. So next week we're we'll going week by week. Who would I have winning the NBA championship? It's a dang good question. I I really think Philly can do it. I do, but <laughs> we gotta see. Like I say, Philly will get there, but honestly. Miami can beat them, Boston can beat them, Golden State and Phoenix can beat them. Oh, and what about Milwaukee and the Greek Freak? I'm holding reserve out because I really think, you know, hey, there's a strong possibility. We can see the Bucs back in the finals. that would not put it past us. You know, they've been quiet all year. And these are the type of teams like those San Antonio Spurs teams in the past where you blink and you're like, whoa, the Spurs are in the finals? Wait, I didn't know they made the playoffs. No, nope, not only want like 60 again because that's what they used to do. Anyway, any case, this is Damn Right Sports. do do do, 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 do. Damn right Sports. I just made up a new song. Uh, well, I'm uh, glad to have everybody back. Thank you for listening. Uh, today's show, we already touched on the first segment, but the next segment we're going to talk Kyrie Irving, and then we're going to finish things off talking about uh, Major League Baseball and Jackie Robinson's impact Is it disappeared and why um if you never heard the show before uh, pretty much uh you get music each segment if you're listening on dynasty radio and on dj chase radio you will get the news if you're listening on uh fab 94.5 the hits with a z and if you're listening on trap radar radio or the podcast uh you just get music <laughs> <laughs> the shows I'm not going into that but that's what's gonna happen uh, if you're watching on Facebook live uh stick around look for me to pop back up and we'll be back in the second segment because this is downright sports <laughs> oh, there'll be a time
3: in the old town tonight <laughs> mm <laughs>
1: Hey, what's going on yeah, My name is Kevin I'm trying on his 950, I'm the 950. Like I'm the to the James of the most electrified like man of me today. And I'm tuned my man, Brent Reeves, Downright Sports Show. If you ain't tuned in 950, you better be tuned to the Downright Sports
0: back. We are back. (laughs) I am back. I always say we in the the form of like the people listening like you're a part of the show. Um, Let me slide to the second. I need lotion. Uh, So (laughs) I I use a lot of paper because I'm a hundred and I enjoy like like Contrary to what you may think, like I may just come on here and just start venting and running my mouth, which is about 95% of the show, but the other 5% is a lot of notes and stuff that I take, and my hands get so dry, and I'm handling this paper, and it feels terrible, it's like the worst feeling, just dry hands and dry paper, and I'm 100% sure this lotion I use, because it has perfume, and it dries me out, but... By golly, it smells good. (laughs) Uh, So, if you've listened to my show before, and you know me, I have strong opinions on a lot of things. And I've had strong opinions about LeBron James in the past. And a lot of that had to do with his play on the court. I think off the court, LeBron is one of... You know, he does a lot. Especially for... People in general, I'm um, I, I starting to get tired of like the people of his community. Everybody's in my community. Like I'm getting to that point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, everybody's in my community, but he does so much for um, people in general. You know what I'm saying? And stuff that we don't hear about. I'm sure he does. Now, if we find out later, like LeBron goes into a closet and like beats up small kids, that you know, let's ask ourselves what the kid do. <laughs> Um, a lot of athletes we've seen, you know, in the past, we we tend to, de- you know, we demonize so many of them because they may express their opinion on the issue of a team. You know, Terrell Owens, oh, he's a team killer, Skip Bayless used to say, because T.O. thought his quarterback should have gave him the ball more. I never thought that was anything wrong. He demanded more of himself, so he demanded more of his team. Uh, then you have someone like Colin Cabinet who took a knee. He did become a distraction, but ultimately he paid the ultimate cost for drawing attention to real-world issues, so he didn't get to, you know, now he's saying he wants to be a backup. Man needs work. <laughs> That's what that tells me. If you... Let me not play around with this. Kyrie Irving gets under my skin. Not because on the court... He's a great basketball player. Great. One of the best. It, I got into a Twitter conversation with a guy. And he, you know, Stephen A. Smith had uh, put up. can't get comfortable. Stephen A. Smith had put up a list of players he said had the most pressure on. Them. I said one of the players is Kyrie Irving. And then some guys are cozy of pressure. Well, because he's Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving hasn't won anything without LeBron James, period. Let me be very clear. Now, with that being said, if tomorrow the NBA said, we're going to turn into tennis and golf where individual players, you, it's going to be one-on-one. The NBA now will be all one-on-one and, you know, no more team. Kyrie Irving would be the best player in the, in the world. If they had Masters, he'd be the best. So, <laughs> like, he would win. Nobody, I don't think, beats him in a one-on-one. Team-wise, he's the worst. He's done nothing. We forget the, the three years he spent in Cleveland. They won jack squat. We forget when he got to Boston, he pretty much almost destroyed that whole team and what they were putting together. And in Brooklyn, without Kevin Durant, the team barely made it to the playoffs in the bubble. Now, this whole year has been... One thing after another, in this nonsense about like him You know, people say he's so smart. Anybody that says the world is flat to me is not smart now If he's recanted that fine, I'll forgive him But the fact that a guy who attended Duke and has a high school education was like yeah I think the world is flat. No that that's not an educated statement. I'm sorry. I'm sorry It's been refuted more people, it's not the case, right? It's not the case. I can't go out and just start saying wild outlandish stuff like, you know, cars don't run on gas. You know, not the Tesla, so before you come on the root about Tesla, calm down. But if I just start all of a sudden, like, you know, you don't need wheels to drive a car. You don't, realistically, but you won't go far. <laughs> you get what I mean? So, Kyrie Irving is become, you know, so what, what, what was the final straw for me was the game in Boston. And again, not on the court, but off the court. Fans are yelling at him. They on all kinds of. Boston fans have been notoriously known for saying the craziest stuff. It ain't going to change. Because you caught a fit, it ain't going to change. Not to mention, the show is about being a fan. The, the sports show for fans, right? Fans pay money. I, fans pay good money. They can't go on the court and touch you. They can't go on. They shouldn't spit on you. They shouldn't throw things at you. Anything that causes harm, bodily harm, and be clear, you yeah, be careful with your words. Bodily harm is is known not supposed to be done. People who do it, they get reprimanded. They yelling at you and calling and saying the f word to you. That's life, bro. You could be walking down the street and that's gonna happen you're the enemy you're playing a Boston team you're playing out of New York and you left Boston and went to New York whether it's the Knicks or the Nets still New York and there's no love loss in Boston for any team out of New York any his actions and other athletes like that need to remember need to remember you're bigger than a guy playing a pickup basketball game up the street. You're watched. You're idolized by, I hate to sound like uh, a suburban mom, but you're idolized by kids around the world. And now you're telling the generation of kids that when somebody just starts jaw jabbing at you or talking smack, it's okay for you basically to just, there's a He flicks off the fans. That's number one. And then the other thing was, he's walking through the tunnel after the loss, and he yells out, you can, you know, you can, blah, blah, blah. Go look it up. But it's a family show, unless I have a host, and then they seem not like to care. But it's a family show. Um, unless I have a guest, excuse me. But you can't, like, you got to say to yourself at the end of the day, like, when I go to work at my job, I get talked down to, by some of the worst people on the planet, I can't respond. I just can't. I lose my job. That's just like, that's the unwritten, like, it's understood. You're on that court. You're, 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 the lights are the brightest. You, the, the whole point of a professional athlete, a professional actor, a professional singer is you knew, you know, when you put yourself out there. People are going to say stuff back. That just comes with the territory. It's always been the case. I do downright sports. If somebody got on Facebook Live right now and wrote, you suck, guess what? It's just how it goes. Once you decide, once you take yourself out of the private life and you put yourself out there for everyone to see, Kardashian-wise, you now putting yourself in a position for criticism. You're putting yourself in a position to be too, uh, 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 disrespected. It's just how it goes. I don't know, I don't make the rules. And for you to think, or anyone to think, people who pay a lot of money a basketball game, an average, in fact, let me get this right before I just like the average, I don't know why I hit Google when I was in Google, average NBA ticket prices for the playoffs. Uh, Google I expect you to know what I'm saying here you go. average NBA ticket prices start at 675 dollars 675 dollars to go to an NBA playoff game and if you take a family I'm gonna let you do the math I'll be do I'll be damned after somebody's just gonna be like yeah you can't you just sit there and shut up Nah, bro. You need to eat that. And I'm glad he got fined his little $50,000, which he'll eat. He put a pair of shoes that probably costs as much as that. But it means, like, the sensitivity level on some of these players is getting absurd. Like, this, it, they they, they want to say whatever they want, but then when you say something back, it's like, Roger, shut up. Like, bang up. It is what it like, brother. They said it, the game's over, go home. Go home. Bill Russell, Jackie Robinson. Bill it's funny. Bill
4: Russell played for the Boston Celtics in the NBA between 1956
0: and 1968. Hey, Siri. Off. Thank you, though.
4: There's nothing to stop here.
0: <laughs> That's the greatest thing to ever happened on this show. I, I should end this segment here. I'm just going to end this segment. I'm not. That's the greatest thing that ever happened on this show. I swear to you, it is. <laughs> just the best. Bill Russell and Jackie Robinson, two men. Two men. All right? And I'm going to wrap it up here. Jackie Robinson breaks the color barrier. Bill Russell played in Boston as a black man. Later become the head coach. became the head coach of the team. The stuff that was said to them and done to them. You're complaining about some fan yelling at you. Jackie Robinson couldn't even change in the locker room when they played in Florida with his team. He couldn't eat in the same restaurants with his team. He couldn't stay. When they went to go stay in Philly for the first time, the hotel in Philadelphia would not let them stay there because of Jackie Robinson. And you, sir, are hurt because some fans said F you? And you suck? Bruh. First of all, you know you don't suck. That's number one. And number two, calm down. There have been players, players before you, treated way worse than you. Way worse. And the way you were treated, there's no excuse for that kind of language. But at the same time, it happens. When somebody cuts you off on the highway, they say some crazy stuff. You two want to keep, you two feel that, you know, the world is coming to an end? Stop. Play the game. Talk about the game. You all, all you athletes say the same thing. I just want to focus on the game. Then focus on the game. When somebody asks you a question, how'd you feel about that? You can say, I didn't feel good about it. I, I, I felt bad. You know, or the way I shut them up, I dropped 40 points. And leave it at that. My mom used to say, you know, the best way to shut somebody up, prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. I would have said, my answer would have been, when they said some nasty, crazy thing, I'd have asked my cell phone and show my bank account. That's what I would have did. Not my bank account, but your bank account. You know what I'm saying. Hey, Downright Sports, this is what it is. This is what's going on. This is how I am. If you've never heard the show before, this is what happens. <laughs> uh, what we're going to do next, what we're going to do at this time, we're going to go way back. Back. Not that far back. We're going to do the news. Unless you're listening on the podcast, or you're listening on uh, Fab 94.5, or you're listening on Trap Radar Radio. Then you're just going to hear music. And today's music's real chill. You know what I'm saying? A little cassette Michelle, a little... We're about to throw in some Gerald LaVert, and we're going to end the show with I don't know what. No, we're going to end the show with Gerald LaVert. We're going to throw <laughs> some Judy Worley. And I've been looking for. So, buckle up, sit back, relax. This is Downright Sports. For those of you watching on Facebook Live, I ain't going nowhere. For those of you watching on YouTube, you're going somewhere. All right, we'll be right back. Downright Sports.
1: The Notorious Sports Critic. Downright Sports. Yeah. Yeah.
2: to Downright Sports with notorious sports critic Brent Reed.
0: Alright, um, I'm still recording on my, a lot of stuff, but I'm just gonna, a lot of editing coming my way. God, I hate editing sometimes. Uh, one, two, I don't know if I should wait, but I'll get it out the way now. So, I actually did my first interview the other day, which I was so like happy about so big shout out to the host of the podcast titled the sun pod out of indiana (laughs) so big shout out there to my man justin who uh we did it we did a podcast just the other day um it was awesome first interview actually i've ever done somebody called me to do an interview and i thought this is amazing and i had a lot of fun doing it so again uh, check out uh, the Sun, Pod, Sun Kissed podcast, the official title. Uh, you can check that out at Apple Podcasts, Google P- uh, Play, or anywhere. So give that a shot. And then I have another interview actually coming up next week I'll be doing. Uh, let me make sure I get the name right. I should have wrote this one down. I sent out too much crap. I'll find it. I'll find it. Either way, I'll find it. I have it in my email actually but yeah so check that out um, and um, yeah I had a lot of fun I really appreciate it Justin uh, I really do it was uh, Brandon Sports Talk that's the name of it I'm going to do Brandon Sports Talk uh, Monday so um, I don't know when those episodes are dropping because nobody told me but when uh, maybe I was so bad they were like yeah we're not doing that <laughs> We're not dropping that. Um, We don't need to embarrass ourselves because, you know, this guy just bought our show down. (laughs) Any case, um, Jackie Robinson Day was last Friday. And it was the 75th year where Jackie uh, broke the color barrier. 75 years ago, uh, Jackie Robinson... Broke the uh, color barrier, allowing black players to play in baseball. He was the first. Uh, since then, up until probably about the nineties, the game of baseball was kind of the, you know—kind of the sport of choice for the African American. And in recent years, it seems not to be. And baseball, magically baseball cannot figure out why. They can't figure out what they're doing wrong to attract black men to play the game. And despite everything that they're trying to do, like this morning I saw they had some show, I can't remember what it was called, but you could tell what they were trying to do. Like what every new show wants to do on its hip. You put a bunch of people on the couch, you dress them up in cool clothes and there's a young, hip black guy, there's a young, hip girl, there's that one middle-aged guy that looks like you'd be cool, and they just sit around and talk about nothing, realistically. I love the game of baseball. If you ever listened to me before, I generally love baseball. It's one of my favorite sports, um... It's my favorite sport. I have a baseball game on now. I should have the NBA playoffs on, but the Yankees is playing, and I'm going to have it on. I fell in love with baseball because my aunt and my mom, should have me if I don't give a credit, but my aunt, my aunt Yvonne and my mom introduced me to the game. My Aunt Yvonne signed me up to play with my cousin Chris. And Little League, I think we were the Mulligan Motors was the name of our Little League team. And I, I fell in love. From day one. I just thought this game was crazy. My coaches was awesome. We were a terrible team. But I learned. What made the game so much fun. Was just this, this. The game can be played by anyone. Fat. Small. Little. Big. Didn't matter. The game can be played by anyone. And then the older I got. The game got tougher. And I just kept playing. And I reveled in the fact that. I didn't. I was never the best. I didn't revel in that. But I reveled in the fact that. I always had a chance. And. Um. I think the primary reason you don't see young black kids flock into the game as much, it's a conversation that should be its own show and not the last segment of my show, but it has more to do with the way the game is portrayed. So the people who tell the story of the game, the first thing that they do is they express how boring the game is. Young black kids don't want to hear something's boring. They don't want to hear something's going to take too long. I got news for you. A football game starts, an NFL football game starts at 1 o'clock and ends at 4. 1, 2, 3, 4. Am I lying? The kickoff on the NFL game every Sunday is one o five, and the game, the next game doesn't start playing until 4.05, 4.30 or something like that. So again, one, two, three, four. Or if you just want to go two, three, four. Still three hours. The average baseball game, three hours. What's the difference? NBA, games come on at 9 o'clock and at 12. 9, 10, 11, 12. It's three hours. But the biggest argument is baseball's too long. The people telling that argument don't like the game of baseball. Just that simple. Baseball is not it doesn't is not played like football, or basketball, or soccer where there's a clock. Golf's long. Golf's on all day. <laughs> Nobody complains about that. Um, but the thing about it is, the people who talk about baseball and the ones who complain. Let me be clear: the ones who complain about the game of baseball. Don't understand the game of baseball. The game of baseball is not play. You can't play the game of baseball with a clock. It destroys the way the game is structured. Baseball is almost like chess. There are moves that need to be made. You try to outsmart your opponent. Just a little stuff like that. It's the, you know, it's one of the one sports the person with the ball is not looking to score. Football, the quarterback with the ball is looking to score a point. Basketball, the guy with the ball is looking to score a point. And baseball, the guy with the ball is looking to cause an out on the other person. Different. The other reason why baseball for young black kids, the flashiness is gone. So, think what you will, but there's a lot of coding and a lot of stuff that people say sometimes. And when the, when I was coaching baseball, and you would hear stuff like "No, no, 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 don't celebrate," "No, no, 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 don't do this." The coding is we are not trying to be like them. Basketball, there's celebration. Football, there's celebration. Soccer, there's celebration. It's normally a lot more black guys in those sports. We don't want to be like you. You're not doing that. So the fun is taken out. Because this myth of you hit a home run, you jot around the base, you shake the guy's hand like a gentleman, and you go sit in the clubhouse, that's boring. But if you can smack a home run, beat your chest, flip a bat, do a little TikTok dance here and there, well, then that, that's just showing up your teammate. Well, football, everybody loves a touchdown dance. In the NBA, everybody loves when they do the three fingers to the head when they shoot A three, nobody cares about that because, you know, it's primarily black guys. That's okay for them. But baseball, no, we are gentlemen. So the professional level had weeded out so much of the fun that young black kids don't want to play. When Willie Mays played, Willie Mays used to run for a boy, smack his hat off his head. Nobody knew he was doing it. You didn't see him do it. But he he would run, and as he was running, he smacked his hat off his head to make him look like he was running faster. That's showmanship. That's a little bit of showmanship. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Reggie Jackson would hit a home run. He'd look at it. Hit it and look at it. Ricky Henderson would steal bases and have that Oakland swag to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was uh, there was an art in the game of baseball, and it's so beautiful, but they took that away when they just tried to make it fit into this weird. This robot. The game had so many black players at one point in the National League that <clears throat> the Pittsburgh Pirates in the World Series one year, the whole start in nine was black. On the field. The, from the pitcher to the center field, it was all black. Like, that's how many. But the game never capitalized on that. Another reason why the game kind of shied away from his black players was the the the, the drug scandal that happened with so many black players doing drugs they almost became like the poster kids and you got to kind of shy away from it. now baseball's trying to find a way and if you look it's kind of sad because they 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 wheel out anytime there's some type of black or african American, whatever you want to call it uh, festivities they wheel out the same people Griffey, cc that's pretty much it, Manuel Rivera. Like it's very small. It's a very small list, and I don't know if baseball is ever going to get the black player back. I think it's gone. I think it's lost. Even from the high school level, I played high school. When I was in high school, we had great guys that could play baseball. They were scared to play because they thought it was going to be. They thought they were going to be perceived as lame. I'm just calling like I see it. Like, I know for a hand, there were guys that were talked about highly. Yo, that guy should be on the team. That guy should be on the team. That guy should be on the team. And they just never played because track and field was better. Because track and field had the girls. But baseball doesn't do a good job in telling them, like, hey, you think you can make money in football and basketball? You really can make a living in baseball. The problem is with baseball, is a minor league system. And if you don't make it through that, you ain't make it to the pros. Football, draft, college, draft, pros. (laughs) Basketball, college, draft, pros. Like, they're going to get a check faster. It is what it is. Like, I don't have the answer today. I wish I did. I don't think there's any way you can make it better. But the question I have is, is Jackie... Like, we celebrate Jackie, but... In 10 years, will there be any black players in the league when we do Jackie Robinson Day? That's a sad statement in itself. It really is. Like, it Can't force kids to do stuff, but you can find a way to revolutionize it. I'm just saying. Anyway, thank you for listening. Um, I'm glad to do another show. So, <laughs> to another one. That we'll be back next week. Uh, you can listen to Downrate Sports. All new episodes. Download the podcast Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the podcast will be available. Brand new episodes you can listen to on DJ Chase Radio on live365.com slash DJ Chase Radio. On Thursdays at 8 o'clock, you can hear Down Sports and Dynasty Radio NY.com, your number one source for hip hop and R&B, except for on Thursdays when Downright Sports takes over. And then Saturday belongs to Down Sports, uh, starting at 8 p.m., uh, no, 8 a.m., excuse me. You can listen to Downrange Sports on Fab 94.5 The Hits or Fab ninety four, uh, 94.5 The Hits with a Z.com. And then at 3 o'clock, you can finish out your week uh, listening on Trap Radar Radio at Fleet Radio Network.com at 3 p.m. Uh, download the show on any major platform, check it out on YouTube check it out on Instagram, check it out on TikTok, I just posted like a lot of crazy stuff on TikTok, uh, join the Downray Sports Facebook page so yeah uh, done promoting, you can also email the show at downraysports11 at gmail.com, uh, so thanks again uh, for this, uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully talk more, basketball Basket. I think the draft's next week. I don't care. (laughs) As always, be safe, everybody. Deuces.
3: Okay. You see this guy here staring back at you? Yeah? That's your toughest opponent. Every time you get into the ring, that's who you're going against. I believe that in boxing, and I do believe that in life.